Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, uh, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number nine. All glory be to God most high, and on the earth be peace. The angels sang in days of yore the song that ne'er shall cease till all the world knows peace. Hymn number nine. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the Wednesday text. You do so, and you're, there you'll find the readings for tonight. 
And our theme is, He knows the angels that you need and sends them to your side to comfort, guard, and guide. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Exodus. And God spake all these words, saying, Behold, I send an angel before thee, to keep thee in the way, and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. For mine angel shall go before thee, and ye shall serve the Lord your God. Psalm The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Genesis And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad. Of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation, because he is thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and took bread and a bottle of water, and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child, and sent her away. And she departed, and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle. And she cast the child under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against him a good way off, as it were a bowshot. For she said, Let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him, and lift up her voice, and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven, and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thine hand. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the bottle with water, and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad. Isaiah 
I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us, and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies, and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. The angel of his presence saved them. Doubtless thou art our father, though Abraham be ignorant of us, and Israel acknowledge us not. Thou, O Lord, art our Father, our Redeemer. Thy name is from everlasting. We are thine. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. Acts Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up, quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came upon the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Psalm The chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them. Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee neither shall any plague 
come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and also from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. Angels God's thoughts passing to man Spiritual intuitions, pure and perfect The inspiration of goodness, purity and immortality Counteracting all evil, sensuality and mortality Their individual forms we know not but we do know that their natures are allied to God's nature, and spiritual blessings thus typified are the externalized yet subjective states of faith and spiritual understanding. God creates all forms of reality. His thoughts are spiritual realities. Angels are not etherealized human beings evolving animal qualities in their wings, but they are celestial visitants, flying on spiritual, not material pinions. Angels are pure thoughts from God, winged with truth and love, no matter what their individualism may be. Human conjecture confers upon angels its own forms of thought, marked with superstitious outlines, making them human creatures with subjective feathers. But this is only fancy. My angels are exalted thoughts, appearing at the door of some sepulcher, in which human belief has buried its fondest earthly hopes. With white fingers, they point upward to a new and glorified trust to higher ideals of life and its joys. Angels are God's representatives. These upward-soaring beings never lead toward self, sin, or materiality, but guide to the divine principle of all good, whether every real individuality, image, or likeness of God gathers. By giving earnest heed to these spiritual guides, they tarry with us, and we entertain angels unawares. Corporeal sense or error may seem to hide truth, health, harmony, and science, as the mist obscures the sun or the mountain. But science, the sunshine of truth, will melt away the shadow and reveal the celestial peaks. When angels visit us, we do not hear the rustle of wings, nor feel the feathery touch of the breast of a dove. But we know their presence by the love they create in our hearts. Oh, may you feel this touch. It is not the clasping of hands, nor a loved person present. It is more than this. 
It is a spiritual idea that lights your path. The psalmist says, He shall give his angels charge over thee. God gives you his spiritual ideas, and in turn, they give you daily supplies. Never ask for tomorrow. It is enough that divine love is an ever-present help, and if you wait, never doubting, you will have all you need every moment. What a glorious inheritance is given to us through the understanding of omnipresent love. More we cannot ask, more we do not want, more we cannot have. This sweet assurance is the peace, be still, to all human fears, to suffering of every sort. The Footsteps of Thought as they pass from the sensual side of existence to the reality and soul of all things, are slow, portending a long night to the traveler. But the guardians of the gloom are the angels of his presence that impart grandeur to the intellectual wrestling and collisions with old-time faiths as we drift into more spiritual latitudes. Earth has little light or joy for mortals before life is spiritually learned. Every agony of mortal error helps error to destroy error, and so aids the apprehension of immortal truth. This is the new birth going on hourly, by which men may entertain angels, the true ideas of God, the spiritual sense of being. These angels deliver us from the depths. Truth and love come nearer in the hour of woe, when strong faith or spiritual strength wrestles and prevails through the understanding of God. To infinite, ever-present love, all is love, and there is no error, no sin, sickness, nor death. Remember, Thou canst be brought into no condition, be it ever so severe, where love has not been before thee, and where its tender lesson is not awaiting thee. Therefore despair not, nor murmur, for that which seeketh to save, to heal, and to deliver will guide thee, if thou seekest his guidance. You safely sheltered in the strong tower of hope, faith, and love, are God's nestlings, and he will hide you in his feathers till the storm has passed. Into his haven of soul there enters no element of earth to cast out angels, to silence the right intuition which guides you safely home. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 99. He that hath God his guardian made shall underneath the Almighty's shade fearless and undisturbed abide. Thus to myself of him I will, I'll say, he is my fortress, shield, and stay. My God, in him I will confide. Hymn number 99.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for August 10th, 2022. All are welcome here. We have a wonderful outreach from our church and it does reach far and wide, much of which is from our various websites, many of which are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's inspired word is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, have found God's word, and we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much material to offer, all of which is healing and inspiring. And it all comes free of charge and with the love of this church. I'd like to point out one thing we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. It's entitled, I Shall Labor On, and it includes a very inspiring poem by Mary Baker Eddy with comments by Gilbert Carpenter. It's very encouraging. I highly recommend it. Join us here every Sunday morning, and we start on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock with our roundtable discussion. And we follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also have a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school it goes out via a teleconference feature that we have exclusively for the Sunday school. As a result, many of the students attend from their home by telephone. This also means that your child as well can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We will give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. 
and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Francis from Maryland, go ahead. Thank you. This week's Plainfield Lesson Sermon speaks of blessing the Lord. As I listened for how to do so, the thought came to be grateful to God for his great goodness, for the glorious presence of this perfect one and all. This statement in miscellaneous writings by our dear leader, Mary Bertha Eddy, has been increasingly meaningful to me. By purifying human thought, this state of mind permeates with increased harmony all the minutia of human affairs. Thanks to the teachings of pure Christian science that I am learning through the various resources Plainfield provides, this truth is being demonstrated in my daily activity. For example, recently my husband returned from a flight and emptied his computer bag. And when he did, the fob used to start his car was missing. Because his suitcase had been checked, that bag had been the only place he had to put his keys to go through airport security. He had left his car at home, but had inadvertently taken the fob with him, which he felt sure was lost. And he planned to go to the dealership the next day for a replacement. On numerous occasions, the guidance of a painful practitioner on dealing with suggestions of lost items has come to mind, namely, to stop looking, pray, and then listen for the right idea instead of continuing to look. My desire was to demonstrate harmony. I acknowledged that my husband's trip had a right motive and that discord was not part of that. While working with that evening's unity watch, the thought suddenly came where to look. I found the fob entangled in a pocket of the sack he had worn on the outgoing flight and stored in his suitcase and subsequently had been put in the laundry hamper. The fob had been there all during the trip because when he had removed his other keys, the fob was entangled in the pocket fabric and did not fall out. The demonstration here was that the discovery was made before he went to the time and expense of getting a replacement. When I did the laundry, I would have eventually found the fob, but only after a replacement would have been purchased. I am grateful that a Plainfield member brought this wonderfully scientific demonstration of church to my attention over eight years ago. Since then, I have loved being taught pure Christian science through the many provisions that Plainfield Church offers. Having been an active member of my local branch church for 40 years, the spiritual education Plainfield was providing enabled me to contribute more spiritual insights and in other ways to its worthwhile work. Then it harmoniously unfolded for me to withdraw from that membership over a year ago 
This led to the happy opportunity to share with church friends and others the Plainfield website, which undoubtedly has blessed, has been a blessing in the way God directs for each individual. I am grateful to God for his love, evidenced in revealing to Mary Berger Eddy the revelation of the teachings of Christian science, which provides the rules for practicing the healing power Christ Jesus demonstrated. Now, my great joy as a thankful member, member is sharing with receptive hearts resources for spiritual education offered freely on the website of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the service this evening. And thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful readings tonight. The theme, he knows the angels that you need and sends them to your side to comfort, guard, and guide from hymn nine in our Christian Science hymnal are very dear to my heart. When I saw the theme for tonight's reading, I was filled with so many memories of how this verse, which I have always loved and I've repeated and prayed with times without number since I was a young child, has been a great source of comfort and protection and guidance to me. As a child, I had a fear of stray dogs, and I can remember repeating this verse almost daily while walking to and from school and the comfort that I felt and the protection that I felt when I did encounter a stray dog along the way. And I was reminded of a time while walking to a babysitting job. I was repeating this hymn and the protection it provided as I heard an angel thought strongly telling me to turn around and run quickly in the opposite direction only to realize that a stranger in a car had been following me and how I was able to get very quickly to a safe place and report what had happened. And I was reminded of the times that I prayed with this hymn while driving through a bad storm where I couldn't see where I was going and the guidance this verse provided when out of nowhere the taillights of a car appeared in front of me and guided me safely home. The comfort and protection and guidance that this verse has provided to me throughout my life are numerous, and I am so thankful and grateful to God for each and every one. And I'm especially grateful that tonight, because of these readings, they provided an opportunity for me to once again say, Thank you, Father, Mother, God, for all of these blessings and for always knowing the angels that we need and sending them to our side to comfort us, guard us, and guide us. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the beautiful readings tonight and the hymns. I want to express my gratitude for all the work that's done here to teach us how to watch, 
Mature Christian Science and our weekly watches. Such an amazing um, teaching and, and such a blessing that it brings to your lives and just participating in the watches and how it helps you grow in your prayers. Uh, recently, I've been uh, reading some local news and I was uh, becoming aware that there were some flare-ups of different types of division brewing between different groups and it was also affecting children. So I found that I needed to lift my thought up higher so as to be a blessing to the community and, and also make sure I was uh, leaving each situation that I came across with a sense of peace. I wanted uh, to support the people that were trying to solve issues in their communities and work on silencing any lying voice that would try to tempt man to hate his brother. I would uh, take time each day, or I'm taking time, to sit by the window and send out prayers to the community and our cities um, based on the inspired, uh, inspiring story about Carpenter Sr. when he was at Pleasant View. And you can read about it on our website in an article called The Power of Prayer by Gilbert Carpenter. And in it he writes, quote, I let my thought go out to all who needed God, realizing that God is all presence, all power, and love, end quote. Also, I worked with some other articles like All Love Does by Mary Baker Eddy, and uh, also uh, with uh, two of our recent assignments, Love Your Enemies and Taking Offense. And uh, it was very, uh, this was very joyous work. The other day, I was out shopping in a neighborhood that sometimes had been affected by some of these challenges that I had been reading. And I was greeted by an individual with such an outpouring of warmth and love as if I was an old friend who had dispelled any lie that man is created to be divided or suspicious. I felt like God put me in her path. I, I love Plainfield, and it was, it's about the most... Uh, wonderful place on earth and they just there's such a beautiful sense of community and unity and very rarely do I ever come across any sense uh, otherwise that this unique situation where she I just felt a sense of God's love and that she just wanted to overflow it and express it and let me know it and I was just so grateful for that opportunity uh, to have that uh, situation with her and feel that God's love and, and see and know that that's really that's what's going on in everybody's heart. And so I'm very grateful for this uh, teachings at this church, for my practitioner support in helping me, uh, working on knowing that there are no enemies. I'm very grateful for Christ Jesus' teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, and then Mary Baker Eddy and her writings, and to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce, and I'd like to again uh, say how thankful I am for Christian Science, the inspired revelation given by Mary Baker Reddy. I know many times we've read and studied the definition for God in the glossary of Science and Health, and it appears in our lesson again this week. 
And I wanted to just tell about a story that where I had a healing because of that definition. <clears throat> I was involved in an engagement, and in the middle of my work, I started to get this feeling that I wasn't well, and then I needed to stop what I was doing and go somewhere else and take care of myself. Or so I thought. And I thought, oh, this is really inconvenient. This really came at a bad time. Then I just remembered one part of the definition of God where it says that he is all acting. So I just took that, all acting, being God, and said, how does this apply here? Well, God is good, and this is the only action that comes to me, by me, from me, or anywhere else that's going on, is good action. That's the only action there is, because God is all acting. Well, it took almost no time at all. That bad feeling went away, and I was able to continue on with my engagement and complete it without interruption. So thank you, Father, and thank you, Mary Baker Eddy, for what you have given us in the textbook, Science and Health. Gary. Well, thank you, Amanda, for those uh, fine readings on angels. God speaking to us all the time. It's a source of great comfort to know that God does know our needs and is always, always speaking to us when we need. And the uh, one of the things I'm so grateful for is to be learning in this church is to listen. The angels don't do you any good if you don't listen to them. <laughs> so, this is uh, no, this is a, a real important lesson for me to cultivate spiritual sense, to trust it and obey it, because that's how we hear the angel thoughts that come to us. And I had an experience; it was a few years ago that brought this home to me. Um, I'm in the investment business, buying and selling securities for clients. And uh, a few years ago, I bought a bond that, on the surface, looked like it was a great investment. But that night, I couldn't sleep. And as I was there thinking about things in the, in the middle of the night, there was came to me, there was this feature of this bond that uh, was disturbing, that troubled me. So the next morning I called a few people that I do business with, I discussed this feature, and everyone assured me, well, don't worry about it, it's not, it's not a big deal, and it's not going to be a problem. Well, the next night I didn't sleep again. And um, I had been taught in this church that God sometimes speaks or we listen most clearly in the middle of the night when the clamor and noise of the day is subsided and we don't have so many distractions going on. So I knew that God was telling me something and that I needed to do something. So the next day, I went to great lengths 
to arrange uh, to sell this bond. And it was actually quite embarrassing because in order to sell it, I had to let a lot of people who I do business with, including my most important client, know that I thought I'd made a mistake. Well, I sold the bond at a small loss, uh, which was painful, but uh, that night I slept very well. And a few months later, I learned that the specific feature of that investment that I was concerned about was indeed worth being very concerned about. Because whoever owned the bond at that time lost a lot of money. So obviously I'm very grateful for God's protection for warning me and I'm grateful for the practitioner in this church at the time who was teaching me to listen when God speaks to me and also for teaching me not to have so much pride that I couldn't admit to making a mistake. I'm grateful for Christian science. I'm grateful for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering this science and giving it to us and living it and proving it herself and devoting her life to the benefit of mankind. So I'm very happy to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Jeremy. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. Um, recently, my camera stopped working, and it isn't the kind of thing that I would feel comfortable trying to fix on my own, so I started praying about what I should do. My first strong thought was that I should look at the manufacturer's website and see what options they have. Within five minutes, I had arranged to send it to, the, to them to check it out, and they even gave me the shipping form to use. I then prayed about whether I should build a little box to ship it in, but then felt I should check for a place to package and ship it for me. There were quite a few in the area, and some were closer than the one that felt right, but the one that felt right was about 25 minutes away. So I went there and handed the very friendly employee the camera and shipping slip, and within moments I was out the door. On the parking lot, I thank God for showing me he's in control of the whole thing and then just did my best to let it be for him. So I, uh, the rest of the process did go very smoothly, and I woke up this morning wondering if I should try to sign up for any alerts to see when it is coming back. But when I tried, their website was not cooperating with me, so I just prayed that God would let me know what to do next, and I went back to work. And about an hour later, the delivery truck came into the driveway right up to the house. I thank God because this is literally the first package delivery person that has ever been willing to open the gate and come up the driveway in all the time I've lived there. And that delivery person was so friendly, too. <laughs> it was such a blessing. And to me, it was just more proof that we can rely on God for everything, even if you know, the thing might seem smaller importance than other things we may be tackling. 
And I'm so grateful to have learned through Christian Science, this church, and practitioner support to, to trust in God. And in, I, I had written this testimony before, and just a moment ago I realized I didn't even, like, check the camera out. It's, you know, it's Wednesday and we work for the service. I, <clears throat> I just trust that it's all is well and <clears throat> I'll check it out some other time. So I'm just so grateful for everything I'm learning here. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I was reflecting today that it truly is remarkable everything that we are learning here at Plainfield Independent. It is the complete teaching of pure Christian science as discovered by Mary Baker Eddy. Studying here, I have seen many improvements in myself in my thinking and in my life as I have come further every day in knowing more of God and who I really am as his daughter. I had a great character flaw that was so stubborn to improve. The error of believing that human justice was something I should spend my time pursuing Coming from poverty and extreme violence in my formative years, I fought so hard from a human perspective to make a life that did not have any hatred in it, to find a life, a home, a place to belong. God blessed me so very wonderfully over decades in every aspect of my life. He corrected all the wrong and all the violence I had suffered. He wiped it out. But this blessing would have come far more quickly and my suffering been greatly reduced had I overcome my own stubbornness and laid down that sword of human justice that I was carrying. It was a very heavy burden carrying the erroneous belief that I had been wronged, that life was unfair that God had forgotten about me. It took a very long time for me to learn how wrong I had been. Through Christian science, I finally did learn that lesson, that only God is qualified to test us and to bless us. Only he knows all, and he gives us everything that we need to learn the vital lesson that Mrs. Eddy laid forth in Science and Health, quote, God is everywhere, and nothing apart from him is present or has power, end quote. I am so grateful for all that Mrs. Eddy wrote and did. She stood so beautifully and bravely for God and she shared her divine inspiration with us all. Christian science has shown me that God does all rightly and perfectly in order to bring out the gold in human character. Here at Plainfield Independent, there is so much to study every single day. The Bible, our textbook, our early workers, so that day by day 
we purify our thought, lift our thinking up to the Father. Thank you to our dear holy practitioners and teachers. It truly is a remarkable learning journey here, and each day I am in awe of what Mary Baker Eddy shared and how this brings us into the kingdom of God's love. Thank you all so very much and so much love to you all. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. Tonight I offer my gratitude for seeing how God works in our lives when we do our best to listen and be obedient. In the article Day by Bicknell Young, it says, when you declare God's day, plan and purpose, this is healing for today, that's a quote. And Psalm 138, uh, section 8 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerneth thee. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. When I retired from teaching, I missed the little children, so I helped out at a high school where my daughter worked. Now there, I was scared to go the first day. I had no idea. I never worked with real big kids. So I went and I had prayed and I found out that the big kids are the same as little kids. They need love and care in the same way. And I was what you call a shadow there. I shadowed kids who needed help, extra help, and I would go to their classes with them and then I would make sure that they understood their assignment and that they then did their assignment after they wrote it down. This was a totally new experience for me, but I learned a great deal that I also tutored. Then I took care of my youngest grandson for several years and before coming to Plainfield. And then it was here that I had the opportunity, privilege, and blessing of being with and working with several children once again. The children always amazed me with their thinking, love, and receptivity. This did not just happen. This is fruition due to being here at Plainfield Independent and working and watching and praying with a strong practitioner and her support. I am very grateful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Lenny from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Um, I just want to thank Amanda for these amazing readings tonight. Um, they really touched me and I just felt like they were the perfect antidote to counter the noise of the world and remind us about God's thoughts and how tangible and harmonious and, and ever present that they are and how they lift us up. Um, what really touched me was when she's talking about, read about angels and saying that when angels visit, we know their presence by the love they create in our hearts. And I wanted to share a recent experience I had where it sums up that 
that exact thing. Um, my husband and I were, were driving um, home. We were on a road trip, and we were driving home, and we happened to pull over to uh, grab a quick bite to eat. And we were sitting there eating in the car, and I happened to look up, and I saw uh, a man parked in a car, you know, a little ways away. And he was by himself, and he, he didn't see me looking at him. And suddenly, I, I almost have a hard time putting into words, but I had this just amazing sense of love just come through me for that man. I didn't know him. I'd never seen him before, but it was, it's really difficult to put into words, but I just, I saw him as my brother and I felt this almost overwhelming sense of love for him. And what was so wonderful about it is that obviously it didn't, it didn't feel like it originated in me. It felt like something coming through me. And it was just such an uplifting experience. Um, and I'm so grateful for it. And just hearing the readings tonight, I realized that that was an angel visit. And it came to me at a time, too, where I really needed it. I had been working on something where we'd had some in harmony with a neighbor. And it had been really troubling me. And I knew that wasn't, you know, that wasn't right. And it's not, you know, that's a, a complete opposite of what the brotherhood and love of man is supposed to feel like, you know, one to another. And just having that experience where just feeling this sense of God's love coming through me for this complete stranger uh, just lifted me up at, at just the right time. So I'm just so grateful that for that experience and wanted to share that. Um, so again, I'm grateful for these readings. Uh, love this church and love all the, the angel messages that are in everything that's available on the website. Um, for everything that the practitioners at this church, um, the, the angel messages that come through them. And certainly grateful for Mrs. Eddy and the love that she had for God and man to to give us Christian science. So thank you all. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful reading, which enforce, reinforce actually, our knowing that we are never alone. We are never alone. God is at hand, and he sends his angel messages to help us, guide us, and lead us. I have two testimonies from Australia. The first one, he said, I had a good demonstration yesterday of the power of knowing there is only one mind. I am the chairperson of a high school. The board meets every month. We recently had to remove a number of very old and very tall cypress trees due to large branches falling. A committee was formed, including two board members, to work with a landscape designer on a repurposing and replanting of this large area of the school. Yesterday morning, the day of our meeting, I received a call from one of the board members on the committee saying they had some issues with the final recommendation and would not be able to support it. This person felt they were not listened to or valued. I immediately turned to God and declared to myself that there is one mind that governs all. This committee was doing good work and so should have a harmonious outcome, one of God's infinite manifestations. I spoke to the head of the committee and raised the concern. 
At the meeting last night, the head of the committee presented a very thoughtful and well laid out plan. The dissenting committee member calmly made their concerns known, which prompted general discussion. The head of the committee then made some changes and allowances that incorporated the concerns expressed. This morning, I received a phone call from the dissenting committee member to express their thanks with how harmonious the meeting was and how they could now support the plan. I had no doubt at all that this would be the result as it is not our will, but God's will that guides and governs. Thanks to Plainfield, I am better able to put into practice what I am learning from reading the treasure trove online and listening to the weekly roundtable. I'm very grateful to all at Plainfield. The second one, also in, he says, a couple of years ago, my wife and I were both working at a school to which both of our children had attended from junior through senior school. Our son was graduating and the principal asked us to speak on behalf of the year 12 parents at the valedictory dinner, which the staff, year 12 students and parents attended. It was a very formal occasion and I had always been really fearful and dreaded public speaking. However, we accepted his invitation to speak as we felt honored to have been asked and it felt like a right idea. The recent lesson on love reminded me of this time as it was an opportunity to demonstrate strength, confidence, and joy and to overcome any suggestions of personal inadequacy, fear, or lack of ideas, and to get the self out of the way and to let one divine mind in and be expressed. At Plainfield, we are taught that fear and giving into it is breaking the first commandment and accepting a power apart from God. And I work with the passage in Second Timothy, Seven, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We cherish the idea to give the speech as an opportunity to give back to the school and to impart some spiritual ideas, some wisdom which was meaningful to us and could be helpful for the students to know for their future lives. As a right idea, we had the force of God behind us, which was infinitely greater than the task ahead, and it melted any thoughts of doubt or fear as mind was being expressed. In this speech, I quoted the passages from Science and Health 454, which was in our lesson. Love inspires, illumines, designates, and leads the way. Right motives give opinions to thought and strength and freedom to speech and action. I also work with this passage in my own preparation and the right ideas free, freely flowed and could not be stopped. The lovely part also was that every student were each given a copy of King James Bible and Science and Health 
as part of their graduation gift from the school. Our speeches were well received, but the real blessing was establishing a right motive and overcoming the fear and doing God's work on the day. So grateful to our Father, Mother God, to Christ Jesus, the way shower, and to Mary Baker Eddy for giving this science to the world, and to our dear Plainfield CS Church for lovingly sharing the science with all mankind. I'm so grateful to be here tonight, and thank God for everything. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I have a few things to read tonight. First from England. I'd like to thank everyone for the recent roundtables. We've been given homework, and I've been keeping a list and reading the articles mentioned. I've just finished Discerning the Rights of Man by Richard Oakes, which is so important in the history of the Church. I'm now reading the first edition of Science and Health, and I'm so grateful that this is available on the Plainfield website to read. Thank you. Much love, gratitude, and good wishes. And a testimony from Virginia. This past Friday, my husband came home feeling very sick, and he finally took the home nameless nothing test, and it was positive. I immediately immediately went to my books and our wonderful website, and he started to improve. A few days later, I started feeling very sick with the same symptoms and allowed fear to take hold. You see, many of my friends called and were frightened for me as I had never taken any of the vaccines. I immediately texted a practitioner from the Plainfield Church and did start to feel better. Fear is our worst enemy. The next morning I called the practitioner and she calmly and lovingly gave me readings in our magazine, The Liberator, with the theme of Only Good is Contagious. These wonderful articles helped so much with eliminating fear and gave me the confidence to see all these supposed symptoms as total lies about who I was and who we all are. By that afternoon, I was feeling wonderful and well and excited about getting back and working in my art studio. I was tempted once more this morning and felt like it was coming back. My practitioner wrote me and said a a quote from the book of Nahum in the Bible, What do ye imagine against the Lord? He shall make an utter end. Affliction shall not rise up the second time. I am now very grateful to report that in less than two hours I was feeling well again, and I have been feeling well this whole time. Also, my husband is feeling good and just ran out to do some errands. This is such clear proof to me that Christian science does heal. Many thanks to our practitioners and all of you that work for our church and the Liberator magazine. And then Virginia. With grateful thanks for all this church offers to its members and to the world, I enclose my monthly contribution. Every lesson, sermon, every service, all the materials freely offered on the website, the research, wisdom, and inspiration shared, the abundant, uplifting, recording, recorded music available 24-7 to comfort and cheer are just some of the features that make the independent church so special 
and make me very grateful to be here with love. And then the last one is from California. Today I read about a card which Mrs. Eddy gave to members of her household titled, quote, The Quiet Room. The poem on the card was taken from a piece by John Greenleaf, Greenleaf Whittier, and he wrote, wrote, and it was called The Meeting. Mrs. Eddy felt it was important to have a quiet place for Christian scientists to go for prayer and contemplation. In 1900, she wrote to the directors to establish a reading room, and the first one was established in Boston. When I think of the quiet room with the Whittier stanzas, I first think of the room where Mrs. Eddy wrote Signs in Health. Then I think of the rooms occupied by household members at Pleasant View. And finally, I think of my room, where I go to shut out all distractions in order to align my thoughts with God. How do I know when my spiritual sense is restored? I feel a smile on my face, a sense of inner peace and well-being. Since finding the Plainfield Christian Science Church independent, I have been using my quiet room a lot more than ever before, morning and night. For me, this is a sign that I am on a spiritual path and moving forward in my journey from sense to soul. I am so grateful for this church, its practitioners, and members. Love to you all. And then this is the little poem she was referring to, The Quiet Room by John Greenleaf Whittier. And so I find it well to come for deeper rest to this still room. For here the habit of the soul feels less the outer world's control. And from the silence multiplied by these still forms on every side, the world that time and sense has known falls off and leaves us God alone. This is such a beautiful poem. Um, I know we had it featured once a few months ago in our, in our Liberator. And also for those of you interested, you can buy it either framed or unframed at the, in the Long Year Museum little shop, shop room. I, I have one in my bedroom and also in my study because it's so important to remember the peace that God brings and how important it is to shut out the world and be alone with him so we can listen and hear the angel voices as was so beautifully read tonight and was so beautifully mentioned in many testimonies. So I'm grateful, very grateful to be here with you all tonight and I wish you all a good evening. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 181. Loving Father, we thy children look to thee in fear's dark night, while the angels of thy presence guide us upward to the light. Number 181.